Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us at the Half History Podcast. I'm Julio. I'm Paola. Uh, and if you found us on YouTube, please support us by subscribing. It really helps us out. Shout out to 10 people that are subscribing um, as of this recording. Thanks for downloading if you've found us on your favorite podcasting service. Thank you. You can email us at halfhistorypodcast at gmail.com if you want to shout us out, um, ask any questions, or let us know if you want us to go into any topic that you think is interesting. You can also find us on Patreon. We don't have any exclusive content yet, but we are planning to work it in in the future. Um, Patreon.com slash halfhistorypod. With all that out of the way, today I'm going to be talking a little bit about Christmas. Woohoo! Getting into that Christmas cheer, grab some hot cocoa, put some marshmallows in there. Heck yeah, I got I got this um, Christmas hat at the Party City. I'm representing the Republic right now. Oh my god. Yep. And I am just a reindeer. Just a regular old reindeer. Regular Earth, reindeer. Earth reindeer. Earth reindeer with a dog. I wonder, I, I think, I'm not sure if Earth has a planet in the Star Wars universe, but... Like maybe just a regular old, um, what do you call it, Alderaan, um, you know, quadruped mm. um, animal. Do you believe that there is an Earth that exists in the Star Wars universe? Do you believe it's after, like the whole series is after Earth existed, before Earth existed? Or do you think Earth just never existed? Well, technically, it's a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Oh. So, um, it is in the universe, but it's in a galaxy that is far, far away and historically happened, you know, potentially, you know, billions of years ago. Mm. Universe exists as we know it to be around 13 billion years old. So, there's plenty of time for Star Wars to have any number of happenings right but earth earth hasn't existed i mean <laughs> earth existed four billion years ago so technically there's plenty of time for star wars to not have an earth so it's a good point but anyway all right <laughs> um yeah so do you think oh ooh, last question do you think star wars celebrates christmas they, in their galaxy so, anywhere? <laughs> that's actually a pretty great question oh, yeah. um there, after the you know popularity of Star Wars in '77, mm-hmm. there was a Star Wars Christmas special. Oh my God! Where they went into the backstory of Chewbacca's family and his wife Nala, I believe. He had a wife. Yeah, um, pretty sad stuff if you how think you, about it. Oh, how do you think he proposed? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. i'm so sorry guys her cries of joy yeah oh i know they probably I mean, they all sound the, they all sound the same yeah do you think she Racist. sounded a little more do you think she sounded a little feminine like feminine um maybe um like some sort of cat mm. oh <laughs> no i don't know they there's not much actual info about the wookies in the star wars canon mm. uh, or at least in like film and tv canon interesting so yeah but 
I want to see if the the Christmas special is it, anywhere out there. It was awful. It, like oh. I, I think um, it, historically it was it was it was very much panned as being oh. very. Uh, I'm not really even sure why. Just poor acting and, and direction. Everything but, about it was just kind of haphazard. They were Wookies. There, yeah, there was Wookies, and I think Ewoks were involved. Oh, um, how did Ewoks stole Christmas? Oh, jeez. No, there there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of things. That, so things that they are that are referenced in other Star Wars canon, like I believe Ewoks mm-hmm. first came into canon during the Christmas special. But oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, but as of today, I believe it's not canon. So, there's that. Hmm. Interesting question. Thank you for answering. Sorry. I'm about to grab pepper. Yeah, but... uh, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. Whatever holiday you're celebrating, we um, hope you have a good one. Uh, I was encouraged today to make the holiday your own, so I encourage you to do the same, no matter what kind of traditions you know you might have celebrated in the past don't worry about that so much and just make the most of the the season and just try and and have a good time and spend it with people you you truly care about Mm -hmm. so little um wisdom from us here at half history thank you i'm excited to be spending christmas with you Mm. and these girls thank you Mm. me too i'm excited we're we're going out today for um, some sort of celebration Birthday. for one of our one of our friends, Good one friend. of our homies at the Half History Podcast, <laughs> Dirty Dan. So Dirty Dan, shout, shout out. out Dirty Dan. Um, happy happy birthday from Half History to you. Yup. Happy happy birthday. Don't get too big today. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's yeah. He's known for going uh, going pretty hard on on celebratory occasions. So hope he has a good time but not mm-hmm. not too good hmm. hopefully he remembers but if it's his goal to not remember we'll get him there <laughs> it must be hard to have a, a birthday around the holidays too yes just because it's it's all people are already um maybe you know strained financially mm-hmm. the the season that the hours are dark mm-hmm. it's kind of a depressing time it can be that's why we have celebratory times and that's kind of what i'm going to be going into um in this episode Woohoo! i'm excited heck yeah i'm I'm excited too so fair warning okay. during this research there's actually quite a bit of history about christmas go figure hmm. um it's at it's a two thousand year or technically the holiday hasn't been celebrated um for the entirety of the gregorian calendar the christian calendar of you know two thousand years hmm. it but the holiday has been around for a thousand years and people have been celebrating the winter solstice, uh, which is the time where the nights are the shortest. The sun is in the sky for the shortest amount of time. So it's kind of the peak of um, coldness and winterness. Mm. And I, I'm sorry. I feel like uh, as kids, you celebrate Christmas for like Santa Claus and all of that. But then when you get older, you celebrate it for the, the winter solstice. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Just because you don't... I mean, uh, if you have kids there, please cover their ears or turn this off. But Santa doesn't exist, so you're just celebrating for the 
for the drinks and the food. At least that's what it is for me and yeah. spending time well, with unless, family. Unless you do have kids, you know, it's, I think it, it, it goes to show it's, it's all, it, it's about celebrating and mm-hmm. creating, creating joy really for the people we care about. And mm-hmm. if you have kids, you care about them, you know, you want them to have a great experience on, on the holiday. So, um, as, as I'm going to be talking about today, it's the whole, the, the winter holiday in particular has always been a time of celebration, eating, um, Staying inside, mm-hmm. warm fire, staying music. with the the family, the people that you care about, or surrounded, being surrounded by your loved ones. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're already getting well into the into the episode here, but I'm going to open it up with the conversation with a question. Ooh. So I have a little note here. It says Christmas is an annual festival mm-hmm. commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ. Okay. Observed primarily on December twenty fifth. The question I have is why is the date of December twenty fifth chosen to be the date of Christmas? So I have a couple of, of choices here. I forget their multiple choice. I was about to shout out my answer. Well you can. You're welcome to if you wanna The birth of Jesus. That's the date. So that's why? Yes. Why the date is chosen? Yes. So Jesus that's Christ. actually one of the answers that I have. The one of my of my multiple choice I have the date the it's the date of the Roman winter solstice celebration. Okay. Or it's the birth of Jesus mm-hmm. or just because. So you kind of, you know, you got it. Oh, did I? Traditionally it's um a celebration for the birth of Jesus, but it's contested as to whether that date is actually the um exact date of uh his birth Pixar didn't happen well i've i've heard in i've done so I'll, i was intending to do a little bit more research into the subject it's mm-hmm. quite a broad topic so and i feel like there's just so much history on it yeah. And like you got to also scroll through all the advertisements. Eh. Are these toys 25% off? I just wanted to to kind of keep it focused though too. So <laughs> there there's it's kind of spans 1000 years and is inspired by other celebrations and pagan holidays. <laughs> so there's really a lot to go into. So maybe in the future this is going to be a, a second installment we're going to look into the history of other celebrations of the winter solstice and maybe go into some more depth of the Christmas holiday because the focus of this video is going to be a little bit more focused on the history since its creation Mm -hmm. and celebration after being kind of claimed as the holiday that centers around the birth of um, Jesus. So Jesus. It, yeah, it wasn't always about that, but that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. There's Interesting. quite a bit more. So originally it wasn't the birth of, of Jesus or or was it was there a Christmas before the birth of Jesus? There's actually a lot of history that kind of goes into why the the date of December 25th is chosen. Mhm. It is attributed to the birth of Jesus because it was already historically a, a date of celebration. Okay. And the church wanted to take control of this date of celebration and kind of assign it to um, this celebration of, of Christian faith rather than 
of um of course right so people were already going to be celebrating and the church was like let's just you know make this our time where we can have a special day we can get everyone together they can eat dinner and celebrate you know our god rather than their own whatever thing. yeah whatever they were doing before of just family or whatever so typical religion stealing everything no nah, no nah. I, I mean, mean if you're religious all for it but it's just kind of funny how how they're like interesting you guys are celebrating and feasting on this day the birth of christ well there yeah so the one of the historical days that i was going to research a little more is uh man it's the birth of not saturn Sat there's saturnalia which is a celebration that takes place during the winter solstice but there's another mithra the celebration of the birth of this god Mithra took place on the 25th. There's other historical celebrations that happen on the date. Another reason that I didn't fully look into, but uh, I'm going to reference, is the fact that during this time, there's a period where the sun is in the sky. It reaches its lowest point mm -hmm. in the sky. And at Christmas, the sun starts to get higher and higher in the sky. Oh. So it's essentially the 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 rising sun, like the sun gets higher and higher. Oh. It's kind of a, a symbol of of the the son of God. That's actually really cool. So there's also that you know reference there. Hmm. But I have here that it is also nine months after March 25th, which is the date of the vernal equinox, the spring equinox, and is. Um, or summer, spring, vernal, vernal, um, verano, verano, is that summer or spring? Verano, I think it's summer. Oh, right. Let me double check though. Right. Well, um, I always doubt myself or second it, guess myself. The, the vernal equinox, March 25th is a date linked to the conception of Jesus. So it's nine months after that. So it would be like, it is summer, summer. So, but yeah, so nine months after March 25th, which is when he is believed to be conceived so mm. it would have been nine months after so he'd have been born so that's why that's another reason why december 25th is is important for the christian faith the summer of love the summer of love okay <laughs> well i mean so, not much loving for mary no offense <laughs> oh yeah poor honestly man poor girl virgin and and having to go through childbirth and not All, even having fun. Yeah, and, and not even being um, approved, uh, what's it called? A room when you were desperate for one and mm -hmm. you have to give birth in a barn. You know, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there's all kinds of reasons really why December 25th is significant. Mm -hmm. um, I wish I had my notes a little more focused here but there's a lot to get through we got this we're still learning people we're still learning that's going to be something where you you're going to hear a lot and that's we we're kind of talking together about how that's kind of a catchphrase of ours you know we're still learning so just um bear bear with us here a little bit thank you guys but i did try to keep this a little bit focused 
as I got into it, I learned a lot about pagan celebrations of the winter solstice and the Roman celebration of Saturnalia, which honored their god Saturn and is described as a hedonistic time. So people were really, really partying it up during Ooh, this time. Oh, yay. Right. Uh, through... Shot, 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 shot. Or I guess back in the day, uh, wine, 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 wine. Mead, 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 mead. Let us know how your Christmas goes down below. Um... Hope it's a fun one. Definitely, um, all of our well wishes from um, Half History Podcast. Whatever you, you celebrate. Hope you have a good holiday here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, today Christmas is a public holiday in many countries and is celebrated religiously by a majority of Christians as well as culturally by many non-Christians and forms an integral part of the holiday season organized around mm-hmm. it. Uh, it's kind of the big, you know, the big one, mm-hmm. and it's a a cultural phenomenon and uh, a economic powerhouse in terms of holidays. Oh yeah, it sets up. Um, it it's Black Friday comes from Christmas and everyone's shopping, everyone's spending money. It's the classic time. Makes me think of that scene in The Grinch where they're just shopping and and all the cash registers are overflowing and they're mm. like, "Have a nice day and uh, Merry, happy holidays." Uh, I'm so happy I don't work in retail the worst shout out to you guys shout if you work out. in retail or you know the warehouse uh, i myself work in a retail warehouse shout out to people working at amazon and other big retailers it's put yourself first though yeah specifically amazon i feel like they're having a, a hard time Oof. during the holidays it's kind of their their thing you know they're always going so shout out to you all you guys make the world go round. heck yeah the traditional christmas narrative however recounted in the new testament known as the nativity of jesus says that jesus was born in bethlehem in accordance with the mess messianic prophecies when joseph and mary arrived in the city the inn had no room so they were offered a offered they were offered a stable where the christ child was soon born with angels proclaiming this news to shepherds who who then spread the word I hope they got a discount. They're like, oh, we don't got a room, but we got a barn. I know. How are you going to have <laughs> angels watching over you and you still can't get like a, a in? I know. Those angels not doing their damn job. Right. And Dude, like... imagine if the the <laughs> the, uh, the owner, the tenant of the barn like walked in and like, there's only supposed to be two in here. You have a new baby and you have the angels. Like, I know. It's like when you have a pet people. and they're like, you got to pay this extra fee. <sighs> But Man. it's actually, you know, the Jesus Christ child. The cleanup fee, <laughs> the cleanup fee must have been bonkers. Imagine the the maids back in the day. What the hell is this? Oh jeez. Well, at least it happened in a barn, so at least the cleanup was relatively straightforward. I mean, you think, but where do you think they put the placenta? It's a no, it's a barn. You know, you just leave it on the ground, right? Totally get taken care of. Well, right? There's I mean, sheeps. I mean, I mean, do you think that the sheeps would eat that, though? Do they eat meat? Maybe a birds. Birds would eat it. But, I mean... You know, all kinds of bugs. It's a barn. There's life. Life happens. Right, right. I mean, animals get born. Absolutely. That's a good point. So, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, what, 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 what are you going to... What are you... What are you, what are you, what are you 
So we'll have someone give birth here and see how easy it is to clean it. Yeesh. Mm. Let's, if we had a barn, I'd, I'd opt for them to go in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> why don't you go in there and, and, and have your baby? Do you think he knew and that's why he sent them to the barn? They're like, no, these guys are going to get the bed hella dirty. Like, ah. uh, the barn. That that's way. probably, honestly, man, like to, d- to turn down a pregnant lady that's almost going to give birth, that had to be part of his reasoning. Like, man, like <laughs> I got girl. I got, you know, customers that are going to actually pay and not make a mess all over the place. Oof. Nah. But shout out to shout out to the Christ child. Shout out to the Christ child. Born um in a barn. In a barn, supposedly on December twenty fifth. But it's Happy also birthday. contested. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> but it's also there's also theories that he was born in the spring. Because a spring child. I heard that in the Bible during the time where he was born, the shepherds were watching their fox by night and they probably wouldn't have been doing that in the winter something like that probably not yeah that's a good point but it doesn't really matter that much just also, because i mean the bible's been translated god knows how many times literally god knows how many times right <laughs> but literally <laughs> i can imagine there would be some miscommunications some lost information along the line so i guess up to you how you want it to go yeah because who the hell knows? Yeah. It's all about what it means to you right. and how it feels. So shout out Absolutely. to you. <laughs> and if you're not into that religion, that's awesome too. God bless you. Or, right. you know, Allah or whoever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're with it. No offense to anyone, please. We're we're serious. We really hope you guys have a good for sure. Good day, you know, whatever your religion is. Nothing but love from the from half his. We're not trying to be offensive, please. I'm sorry, if we are. Uh, so let's 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 segue here with another question. Okay. Christmas is a celebration of Jesus's birth, mm-hmm. but the first recorded celebration of Christmas does not go back to year zero or one or two or three. So when is the first recorded celebration of Christmas? We got our multiple choice here. We got year 17. We got year 336. We got year 1025. 1025, 336, year 17. Year 17. Nope. Ah. So that's actually one of my favorite numbers. I threw that one in there. You'd think it goes back a little farther than that. People may have been celebrating you know the birth of jesus Mm -hmm. depending on your brand of faith at the time or your that's a great way to put it your brand of faith (laughs) right or your just your your family you know but it wasn't uh traditional in the church to celebrate christmas as the birth of jesus people you celebrated winter solstice just because but the chronograph of 354 which is a kind of a historical document, hmm. records that a Christmas celebration took place in Rome eight days before the calends of January. This section was written in AD 336 during oh. the brief pontificate of Pope Mark. Pontificate. What is pontificate? I, I don't know. Pontificate. I imagine that means just his kind of... his, like, service... But I'll look that up just because I think it's a cool word. It is pretty cool. Pontificate means express one's opinions in a way considered 
annoyingly pompous and dogmatic. <laughs> or, in the Roman Catholic Church, officiate as bishop, bishop, especially at Mass. As bishop. Bishop. Wow. Off- so which one is it? The office or tenure of pope or bishop. <laughs> So I think that it's it's as a noun it means the office or tenure of a pope or bishop. So that's okay. what it was. But I think it's interesting that as a verb people use it to express one's opinions in a way considered annoyingly pompous and dogmatic. I think that's funny. Well, I think <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> but at the time of the 2nd century, the earliest church records, quote unquote, indicate that Christians were remembering and celebrating the birth of the Lord in observance that sprang up organically from the authentic devotion of ordinary believers. Though Christmas did not appear on the list of festivals given by the early Christian writers, I, well, let's, let's see if I can get this one. Irenaeus? No. Iren, Irenaeus? Where is that? Irenaeus. Irenaeus. Irenae, Ir, Irenaeus. Irene, Irenaeus. And Tertullian. So those were, his, like, really devout christians at the time and they were kind of recording things i think it's iranius i feel like i've heard that before iranius iranius no i mean not that no not the no but i don't know i never (laughs) never heard that pronounced out loud so i'm just gonna go with it let me pontificate (laughs) pontificate oh to pontificate right that makes sense i was reading it as pontificate just because it was a noun but that does actually I didn't even make that connection, so <laughs> shout out to you. Thank you. Ooh. <laughs> and also, uh, Irenaeus. Ir- You're welcome. <laughs> right. Shout out to Irenaeus. Shout out to Irenaeus. In the third century, the date of the nativity was a subject of great interest. Hmm. Around 200, Clement of, An- Clement of Alexandria wrote, There are those who have determined not only the year of our Lord's birth, but also the day and they say that it took place in the 28th year of Augustus and in the 25th day of the Egyptian month, Pachon, um, which would be May 20th in today's uh, calendar. Further, others say that he was born on the 24th or 25th of, of Farm, Farmuthi, which would have been April 20th or 21st. Farmuthi. So, far- <laughs> okay, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah so this this excerpt people were talking about people were writing about um the birth of christ and it, clement of alexandria was writing that the birth took place in in may or april so the the whole interesting yeah i'm gonna get into it a little bit later but it kind of doesn't particularly that's, matter that's a hell of a lie for the like religious people to say be like uh it says here he was born in april but we're gonna say he was born on december 25th i think so <laughs> what i really think it just goes to show is that people in charge of you know the church back then weren't really looking too hard at, at what was actually written they were just like let's they were just looking at the children <laughs> <laughs> no they're they just like let's Let's um, uh, let's um, what's it called? Swing this holiday to something that suits our interests a little more, so. right? But you know, that's neither here nor there. But the, they weren't there, right? I was gonna get into how it doesn't really matter in the end mm-hmm. when it's celebrated. 
it's more important that it is in fact a celebration of you know christ's birth it's it's a time of love and um family so it's a beautiful holiday nonetheless right that's the, that's the the main point is that it doesn't particularly matter when the ad like the actual date of jesus's birth is what really matters is the the sentiment and and the feelings that we feel during this time mm-hmm. and it's all about love so that's really what it's about love you guys love you all shout out <laughs> been saying that a lot today so shout out to you if you've noticed the the holiday's popularity declined as a result of a religious controversy Ooh, for a scandal. few hundred years but the feast remained the feast regained prominence after 800 when charlemagne was crowned emperor on christmas day so it was like I forget. I was gonna say like, um, like we haven't had a feast in quite a while. It was like a, this is the funny part that kind of sticked. Is the food that's the main reason why they they kind of brought it back? They're like, oh, I kind of miss the whole feast. Exactly. So the, the Christmas has always kind of been, excuse me, historically a holiday about feasting and mm-hmm. celebrating. I was trying eating, to so. yeah. I was trying to find a way of like making a joke, but I, I just kind of went blank. And then I panicked because I didn't know what to say. I'm yeah, I'm kind of in that in that um, space today too. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a little bit out of it, but it's uh it's our Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a couple more days. <laughs> you got a, a pretty cool new job, but um, my my work has slowed down, even though it's kind of our peak season mm-hmm. for some reason. I haven't been working. Um, you know, a lot of overtime, which I'm not complaining about. So, you know, shout out to my employer. Shout out. <laughs> um, but anyway. Merry Christmas. He's getting into that Christmas spirit. Yeah. It's like, you get the day off. You get the day off. Exactly. Everybody gets the day off. But the religious controversy that I referenced is basically some guy tried to clear up the confusion about the relationship of God and Jesus. Hmm. People were debating on, you know... Who, who is Jesus to God? Um, but he made like, the problem worse. Daddy. <laughs> yeah, so he tried to he tried to make things better, but he made made things worse and furthered the division of people that were having conflicting ideas. Hmm. He created even more dispute. But Charles the Great, otherwise known as um, King Charlemagne, Charlemagne was able to unite the majority of Central and Western Europe. So so. Charles the Great was the homie, and he managed to kind of get people behind the idea of celebrating a traditional Christmas mm. celebration. It was like, it doesn't freaking matter, guys. We got this pretty sweet dinner here. You guys going to fight over it, or we going to eat? Right. There, There's so much about Christmas. I can reference, like, man, I wish I was able to learn about everything altogether but even then i wouldn't be able to fit it all into one episode. plus there's so much he said she said type of stuff like i'm pretty <laughs> sure you would probably find some conflicting information for sure yeah that's true and even in some of the accounts i've was looking into about the what do you what do you call him saint nicholas there's mm-hmm. not a lot not a lot was written about him during his life oh i heard so it's all kind of in 
speculation, speculative stories. Interesting. But, you know, I might not even get to that. I have 20 pages here and I'm only halfway through. We might be doing a two-parter. Well, it's 20 pages of of size 24 font because I can't really read that well. Plus, it's a lot easier just to kind of skim through it. Right, exactly. So... And um, we're we're still learning, so I'm working on how to best organize my document here and organize my research and actually put together things that I'll know I'll be able to get through rather than creating a, a narrative that maybe is longer and, and not getting through it and kind of creating an incomplete sort of feeling about the episode, even though we're making like content that's like an hour and a half we're just freaking rambling on here we're just trying to have a good time Mm -hmm. do something learn a little bit if we get a little bit of things wrong it's only half history all right guys Uh, we're we're learning we're learning please correct us if you guys do know the answer exactly bro shout out interact with us Mm -hmm. we want to hear from you um we want to have your input on you know advice uh and things you can email us on a fake email, if you if you want to be anonymous, mm-hmm. if you're people <laughs> that we know, because the only people that follow us are people in our lives right now. So love you guys. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, halfhistorypod at gmail But Christmas was actually banned and made illegal. Oh my god! During um, in England during the 17th century. So that begs the question: Who canceled Christmas? The Grinch. The Grinch. You would think, right? Mm-hmm. So who who's the Grinch in this in this um, Christmas holiday here? We have three options. Ooh, okay. We got Puritans. Hitler. <laughs> Hitler. Now we got. Uh, this was 17th century, so no Hitler. Oh. Oops. But we got Puritans. Okay. We got Catholics. And we got Satanists. Who do you think was the Grinch? Catholics would ruin their own party. I'm going with Catholics. You, I mean, that's a that's a good uh, good answer there. Shout out to Catholics. Shout out to Catholics. <laughs> no, they they do like to control people, but they didn't ruin opt, Christmas. Yeah, they didn't ruin Christmas this year. People that <laughs> were really trying to cancel Christmas were, at the time is the Puritans. Oh. So in Puritan England, Christmas was banned, with Puritans considering it a Catholic invention and also associating the day with drunkenness and other misbehavior. It was restored as a legal holiday in England in 1660 when Puritan legislation was declared null and void, but it remained disreputable in the minds of some. So it remained disreputable in the minds of some. However, during the time that it was illegal, people still celebrated. It was still a fun time. Um... (laughs) I heard the, what's it called? Christmas pie just became mince pie, you know? So things that were traditionally Christmassy or holiday, you know, Mm -hmm. things. Just just, kind of were integrated into day-to-day. Right. Christmas became the holidays. Mm. So it's just kind of, um, it was just one of those things where the, the church didn't want people partying. It was a time of, you know, lots of drinking, Mm. lots of. What do you Sinning. call it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sleeping, you know, mm-hmm. together because it's warm. You know, <laughs> lots of sinning. So. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. Naughty, but, naughty. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> uh, so 
just to move on a little bit here, in the, in the early 19th century, mm-hmm. Christmas festivities and services became widespread with the rise of the Oxford movement in the Church of England that emphasized the centrality of Christmas in Christianity and charity to the poor, along with Washington Irving, Charles Dickens, and other authors emphasizing family, children, kind-heartedness, gift-giving, and Santa Claus for Irving or Father Christmas for Dickens. So I kind of... That was a lot. Yeah. That, so the only thing that kind of stuck with me, do you think Charles Dickens' nickname was Dick Dickens? <laughs> no. Dick is, is short for um, Richard. Dang. I thought it was Charles or Charlie. No. He, he might have been known as Chuck Dickens oh. or Chuck, Chuck Dick. <laughs> hey, Chuck Dick. <laughs> no but poor kid yeah no he he was he's he did fine he was a good writer right but irving i was watching a video about him i didn't actually put it into my notes but i did see him featured in a video i I recognize his name from researching him he was kind of this rich aristocratic sort of guy Hmm. there was during this time in the early 19th century in england there was kind of a lot of class divide starting to happen right the rich were getting richer and the poor were getting poorer you know classic story Mm. but this guy irving was a really famous novelist writer Mm. he wanted to kind of brighten people's spirits in a way that's so sweet right but also in a a way to get people to spend more money and kind of control people so yeah so he was i mean you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. but through his writings and other people's, you know, spending money and pushing this narrative of, like, making Christmas be this... <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Ooh. This time of spending and, uh, you know, giving mm-hmm. rather than just... Quality giving, time. Yeah, giving time. Rather, rather than giving time, it kind of morphed into this thing where it was people giving things instead of you know instead of time mm-hmm. so also the grinch the grinch no i'm kidding yeah no it, it's just it it's interesting in i'm gonna forget what video it was but there's a lot of interesting stuff out there so maybe you can link it i would like to do that yeah so i'll i'll try and see if i can link it but props to you if you found this video if you're looking on stuff about christmas because you know we're just hanging out and talking we're not the the, you know the source we're just we're not the best people out there but we're people out there <laughs> yeah we're 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 doing our best man we're, <laughs> we're we're still learning but they they turn this this holiday um into kind of a time of giving which is is a good thing right there's there's a lot of association of christmas as being a time of kind of giving to the the poor and um, people that need things mm-hmm. uh, like orphans, you know, mm-hmm. things that people that they're really just less fortunate and they are in really like shitty situations. Right. But also through this guy Irving his through his writing, he was able to port kind of trans transition this, the idea of gift giving outside of the realm of shopping. It, it was kind of like parents could hide behind Santa mm. and kids could be like, oh, like, 
this jolly person is providing us with gifts and things and it's kind of magical it's it was just it was just um it was it was morphing from feasting and celebrating family and unity to kind of what do you want kids yeah what do you want santa to bring you there's so much that i could get into and i and i want to be able to kind of have it more ironed out Mm -hmm. i don't know how to how to say it but uh kind of more concretely describe things with you know more certainty Mm -hmm. but i'm just kind of glossing over a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. i mean i have the same problem i feel like i kind of just uh get a lot of my information from wiki and basically just read it off of wiki no well i yeah that i i try not to just like copy and paste and, Mm -hmm. and do too much of that um if i can um um trying to make it your own right I'm, I'm actually trying to process things and and learn but for the most part this topic in particular is so big and broad mm-hmm. that it might seem like i'm not able to fully keep it focused here but we're gonna keep it's a thick powering sandwich through. it's a thick sandwich mm-hmm. it's got a lot of it's got a, it's like one of those burgers that the patties are already too thick and they and they double it up and you know you got you got your buns too thick it's too there's um, no such thing chewy. as too thick buns okay man no your buns are too chewy hmm. um your your meat's squishing out the sides yeah it's kind of annoying things are slipping i hate when that happens yeah no you need a good you need a thin patty you need a, a soft squishy bun where where can i get such a burger uh I'm not gonna make any recommendations for free here. <laughs> no, but my the the best burger in town is In and Out. If you can get a In and Out burger, I I'm <laughs> man. The worst part about a customer experience, in my experience, man, the worst part is horrible customers to other customers. Mm-hmm. No matter what, man. Like when oh, I'm I'm just getting going off the rails here, but. When people don't know what they want and when they cause a scene and just, you know, are holding up the line, mm-hmm. man, there's, you, you got to know what you want. You got to just be a good customer. Don't, don't be mean. Don't be rude. Just be kind, man. Ah, I'm just going off. Spread love, yeah. not hate. Anyway. <laughs> Typical line, but please guys. Definitely, definitely spread love. Mm-hmm. I got... I got a lot of love and I encourage just, you know, just be kind. A lot of love, you say. <laughs> love. I got love. I got love to give. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on here with a question. Ooh. Okay. Question I got for you all. When was Santa Claus born? In other words, what is the earliest recorded use of the the name santa claus so we got a couple options here we got 656 as an option okay there's going to be another option 1773 okay and then also 1809 so a b or c there a a 656 that's actually quite a long time ago that is when christmas christmas actually during that time might have kind of been in a period of non-celebration, banned before before Charlemagne came in, and 
Same uh, day. 1773. 70, no, so... Damn. Well, so check it out. The answer I have here, in Washington Irving's History of New York, Sinterklaas was anglicized into Santa Claus, a name first used in the U.S. press in 1773. Sinterklaas. So Sinterklaas became Santa Claus was a character that kind of existed already as an interpretation of St. Nicholas. Um, and that name first came about in 1773. So that's the real answer. However, it, this guy Irving used that name would would have been 30 years later and made it really, really popular. Ooh. He was a, a famous novelist, famous writer. Mm-hmm. And his History of New York was a very popular book that featured the name Santa Claus. Is so it still kind of, out there today? Kind of Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I could... Uh, no, it's no worries. That's just a, interesting. I wonder if that book is still around. <laughs> it's, it's probably not a page turner if it's nope. the History of New York and it's 200 years ago. But, you know, you never Jeez. know. It might It might be illustrated. <laughs> But in Irving's book, Santa Claus is pictured as a thick-bellied Dutch sailor with a pipe in a green winter coat. Irving's book was a parody of the Dutch culture of New York, and much of this portrait in his and much of this portrait in his joking invention. So he was kind of creating a satirical representation of some of the people of New York. The, it, big belly smoking right it was a parody of dutch culture and um i've actually seen pictures of santa in green rather than red which i think is like kind of a more classic santa look mm-hmm. so that might have been where that comes from but i don't know though i feel like i don't know i feel like it's just probably because i've only ever seen santa claus in red but i feel like the red is comforting it is the red on white have you seen green santa no i want to look that up green oh Oh. yeah so we got green santa here oh i think i have seen those types of pictures of him like in a robe let's see let's see if this works i'm switching the screen here I'm doing our first um, switch. Um, this looks like the Grinch. Oh my God! Um, but yeah, Green Santa. The, I mean, the this this isn't um, kind of what I'm looking. This is kind of more of, of what I'm imagining as of Green Aww. Santa. Just kind of like you know, you guys got a green robe. I trust him. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Green Santa. But Irving's interpretation of Santa Claus was part of a broader movement to tone down the increasingly wild Christmas celebrations of the era, which included aggressive home invasions under the guise of wassailing. I'm not sure what that is. Substantial premarital sex leading to shotgun weddings in areas where the Puritans waning in power and firmly opposed to Christmas still held some influence. So, so that's funny so in the puritan area areas where they had power mm-hmm. people were getting pregnant early and there were shotgun weddings that's hella funny so shout out to, shout out to uh, but there was public displays of sexual deviancy which is 
is not what we would associate with Christmas today. Celebrations of the area were derided by both upper-class merchants and Christian Puritans. So, they they're, the Christmas celebrations got out of hand. There was a you reason. I'll say. <laughs> there was a reason that the Puritans wanted to ban Christmas. Mm. There, there really was this kind of indulgent uh, culture about Christmas. People were drinking too much eggnog. Drinking too much eggnog. Drinking too much wine. You know, smoking too much. Having a good time. Mm. Eating too much. It was, you know, there was displays of sexual deviancy. How dare these people enjoy themselves? <laughs> Except for the sexual deviancy. I'll get a room, you nasties. Right. <laughs> yeah, so the the public displays, there's, there's no excuse for that. Mm-mm. But it was it was a problem for everybody. So this interpretation of Santa Claus was definitely a way for the kind of upper class, the, the merchants of the time, mm-hmm. to really take advantage of people's craziness at the time so they're trying to focus all that energy into a little spend more your money. right family values culture spend your money um give give to your family that's actually i i could i could get behind that that's kind of sweet i mean it's it's yeah in a way but i not the whole spend your money part but the whole like make it more family make it more about spending time with the people that are around you because I imagine back then they they weren't that much. I think the main thing is like people wanted wanted something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. They want something good, you know. So yeah. they created this new way of celebrating things, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where my original sentiment at the beginning of this, where you know, make this holiday your own, make this season your own, do your own thing. The what we know of as Christmas with what we know of as Santa Claus and with Christmas trees and everything hasn't really even been around that long. Mm-hmm. A couple hundred years. Um, it wasn't how we celebrated Christmas when the country even first started or, you know, when we first got to America or like just there's, there's any number of ways you can celebrate the holiday, mm-hmm. whether it be Christmas or, you know, your, your version of this winter solstice celebration. So, just make it your own. Do your do your own thing. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. Love. Love. From the Half History Podcast. <laughs> Let's see. Where am I at here? Through various poems and other folklore, Santa formed into the holly jolly guy we know today. Hmm. Some modern ideas of Santa Claus seemingly became canon after the anonymous publication of the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas better known today as the night before Christmas. In Troy, uh, in the Troy, New York Sentinel Mm -hmm. on 23rd of December, 1823, Clement Clark Moore later claimed authorship through some scholars, oh, claimed authorship, though some scholars argue that Henry Livingston Jr., who died nine years before Moore's claim, was the author. So it's a little contested as to who actually wrote the one of the most, you know, famous poems, one of the most famous verses of the, you know, the history of English language. What a butt! Whoever lied. <laughs> they, well, it's contested that they lied. This oh. guy Clement Clark Moore. It was published anonymously. Freaking Clement. Apparently. Apparently. F- apparently, freaking Clement. Right. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. 
to um it's it's a pretty long one so i'm actually gonna read the whole thing i've never really done this so um let's take a crack at it all right Twas the night before Christmas, when Woo. all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave luster of midday to objects below. When what of my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer, with a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles his course, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name, now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen, the, uh, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all, as dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle mount to the sky. So up to the house, to so up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. Mm. <laughs> As I drew in my head and I and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed in all fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of, of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth. Uh, and smoke, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. Mm. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings when turned with a jerk, and then turned with a jerk, laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew, like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. That's such a sweet poem. I really like that. It's really, it's it's pretty fantastic. It's it kind of long. I know, like, you know, the first, like, couple of lines there, but... It's a nice little Christmas story. It, it is nice. And I wish Santa was real. He seems like such a comforting guy. Yeah. It, he really, he, he, like it said, he had nothing to dread. It was, he kind of was scared at first. Like, who's this guy in my house? I know. You know, and, and the idea of Santa Claus really was kind of crazy at the time. Not crazy, but imagine someone, you know, coming into your house. Yeah, that's kind of freaky. But the, I don't, do they ever call him Santa? 
in this? I'm not sure, but they called him Saint Nick. Saint Nick, For sure. And they described him as a jolly elf, jolly old elf, (laughs) brown belly, white beard, and he had a tiny sleigh with tiny reindeer. So... I wonder how that worked out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I wonder if it was tiny because he was in his house and they were kind of far away. Right, and I think... Yeah, because he has to go up and down the chimney, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's like, it says here in my notes, it's still really, it indicates that he's physically diminutive, kind of small. The reindeer were also named uh, Dasher, Dancer, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Dunder, and Blixim, Mm. which came from the old Dutch words of thunder and lightning, (laughs) which were later changed to the more German sounding Donner and Blitzen. So... Traditionally, also, what's it called? The Santa comes from Sinterklaas, which is Dutch. Hmm. But I believe St. Nicholas is German. Interesting. That's what my therapist was saying today. So, (laughs) I believe. I mean, he's German. (laughs) Oh. So, I don't know if... But I think that's what he was saying. Shout out to your therapist. Yeah, yeah shout, out to, shout out to Mr. <laughs> T. Uh, you're the man. Uh, but we're going to go... Yeah, so they changed the name of the... the What do you call the reindeer? But Ooh. this poem was kind of where the inspiration for you know Santa and St. Nick came from. Mm-hmm. There still wasn't a image of santa so what we know of today as being the traditional image of santa that came around later i Mm -hmm. don't have notes for the guy but i wonder if uh i mean they said he was an elf so i wonder if they meant that he was small in that sense that's also what i was thinking right so that's probably how we could go up and down the chimney because he's small then i got to thinking like why would it have changed but i feel like if he was a tiny elf, that would have probably scared the crap out of some kids. Right. Yeah, no, I, I imagine... Lot, sorry. It's a lot less comforting hearing of a, a tiny little elf man <laughs> coming up and down your chimney than a regular-sized old older right. gentleman. Right. With a big round belly. belly. Exactly. And, like, rosy cheeks. Well, mm-hmm. th- th- this poem described him as being very rosy and inviting and welcoming, but... There wasn't actually uh, an image of Santa until mm. later in the future. But I didn't quite get to that. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to whoever created the image of Santa. Let us know if you actually know. That's going to be your homework today, um, study buddies. Study buddies. But the the let's see where am I at the. <laughs> Santa is based on the traditional figure of St. Nicholas. Mm. There are many other names for the figure that we know of as Santa for many cultures, including Kris Kringle, Father Christmas, St. Nick, and Papa Noel. Ooh, Papa Noel. That sounds pretty sick. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's, I believe that's the French version of Santa. Uh-huh. What was the other one? Kris Kringle? Kris Kringle. Kris that's Kring- a classic. Just I don't know where that comes from. But it's a classic American. It's Chris Kringle, babe. How do you not know? Chris Kringle. That's Santa's American alias. Oh, my God. <laughs> my name, Chris Kringle. 
That's a cool name, man. I like that. Pa- Kringle. Papa, Papa, what was it? Papa Noel. Papa Noel. Noel means, I believe, Christmas in oh. French. Ooh. So it's like Father Christmas. Papa Noel. Anyway, St. <laughs> Nicholas is the patron saint of sailors, merchants, archers, repentant thieves, children, brewers, hmm. pawnbrokers, unmarried people, <laughs> and students. <laughs> In various cities and c- countries around Europe. What a stand-up guy. <laughs> so, shout out to sailors, merchants, archers, thieves, <laughs> repentant thieves. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people this guy represents. But... I represent. It's funny, though. He's actually known for being very, very charitable. Giving gifts without any name. Yeah. So he was like, here, have this. He gave gifts to orphans. Aw. Yeah, so including the children um another thing about the winter solstice and was it a real guy yeah saint nicholas he was oh. real. oh oh yeah oops saint nicholas was real he was like he was a real guy mm. the what's known about him is a little bit contested i'll get into a little bit of things about you know stories about him mm-hmm. but the earliest account of his life the earliest accounts of his life are written centuries after his death. So oh. he, he when he was alive, there wasn't much actually being written about him. But that the earliest actual recordings that we have mm-hmm. came centuries later. Uh-huh. So he was always kind of a figure of folklore and history. But it's obviously a little bit... A lot, of, a lot has changed through yeah. the, through the tellings. So, home here now. Home here now. <laughs> uh, but Saint Nicholas is a significant figure in history, but little is known about him. So, why is he so mysterious? A couple options here. We have he told outlandish tales of things he had done himself. Another option: he wasn't well. His life wasn't well documented until after his death. <laughs> Uh, oh, he never existed at all. A, B, or Z? B. Yeah, I, I gave away. I forgot that. Oh, uh, I mean A. <laughs> yeah, no, he he actually wasn't. Let's see. He's, it's, he's said to have been born in the Greek seaport of Patara, Lycia, Ooh. in Asia Minor, to wealthy Christian parents. Lucky. But yeah, I, I gave away the answer because I forgot that <laughs> I had a question in my notes. It was bright yellow, but I At least still it's like it. the first question that I got right. <laughs> yeah. Yay, shout out to me. Hey, yeah, that was you. <laughs> Thank you. But... In one of the earliest attested and most famous incidents mm-hmm. from his life, he is said to have rescued three girls from being forced into prostitution. What a nice guy. By dropping a sack of gold coins through the window of their house each night for three nights <gasps> so their father could pay a dowry for each of them. So it's, the father was going to sell them into prostitution, what a, basically. But uh, like. he's like, where'd this buttload of money come from? All right, girls. Yeah. I imagine he probably didn't want to, but when a sack full of money comes at your house, you don't ask questions, yeah. right? <laughs> well, I mean, at least he actually, you know, went through with it and, and didn't also sell the girls into slavery and then to get double. 
buy himself a good beer or something. Buy himself some property. <laughs> At least yeah, he's no, a good that's, dad. That's horrible. <laughs> that's absolutely, you know, terrifying. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it was a thing. Yeah. And St. Nicholas, just out of the goodness of his heart, was born to wealthy Christian parents. Papa Nick. Had a little extra money, so he totally was just trying to spread the the, the wealth and create something good from his you know excessive wealth it wasn't going to do him any good obviously other than you know giving it away that's Mm -hmm. what that's the best thing he could do that's so so sweet he he really was the kind of embodiment of what we know of today as santa you know the giving really like selfless Mm -hmm. giving your time your energy money you know physical things absolutely a gentleman a gentleman and a scholar right so he's kind of the opposite of the kind of people like irving washington irving that Mm -hmm. created santa Mm -hmm. instead of taking you know things from people and money from people he gave all of his time and money Mm -hmm. the the really uh a saint if you think about it absolutely saint nicholas shout out to (laughs) shout out to you I wonder where he's buried. It'd be cool to visit. I think, yeah, I think his his grave actually exists. Saint Saint Nick grave. Let's see where where he where he's born. Uh, Saint Nick's grove buried. Oh yeah, there. He, so the tomb of Saint Nicholas is a slab effigy in low relief of an early fourth century. Oh, ack. Ecclesiastic ecclesiastic popularity associated with St. Nicholas of Myra in County Killiney, Ireland. Kilkenny. Yeah, in so Ireland. That, that was totally pointless to look up. But he his grave does exist. They know where he's born. Or hmm. they know where he is buried. I don't know why I keep saying born. Yeah. I want him to be real. Again. Uh, yeah, another guy like that. Another, well, I mean, I don't know. He he wanted he didn't want the the attention. So there might be another kind-hearted saint out there that's not getting any credit for what he's doing. Shout out to you yeah, if you're that saint. You. Do a good deed. All the if saints you can. of the world, all good people, anyone who has a kind heart and you know wants to and chooses to do mm-hmm. good. We appreciate you guys. Exactly. Other other early stories tell of him calming a, so- a storm at sea, saving three innocent soldiers from the wrongful execution, chopping down a tree possessed by a demon. <laughs> uh, Interesting. And in his youth, he is said to have made a pilgrimage to Egypt and Palestine. Shortly after his return, he became a bishop, became bishop of Myra or Myra. He was later cast into prison during the persecution of Diocletian, hmm. but was released after the accession of Constantine. Free my man, he ain't do nothing. So, that's kind of all I actually got to. Yeah. Maybe we, we could come back to this? I'd like to come back a little bit. I We have we're been recording for at least an hour here, mm-hmm. but I... I think this is going to be good for, you know, a good place to end it. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit about the, you know, the end of St. Nicholas's life. Maybe I will get more into 
you know, St. Nicholas. And the actual history of, you know, Yule, Saturnalia, and Mithra, the Myth, Myth, Mithra, his birthday. I don't know what the actual holiday was called, mm. but yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to do a, a lot more into the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I just remembered and wanted to touch on, I'll kind of touch on now. I don't know if I fully kind of tie the knot on what's his name say nick here but yeah he there's a lot of stories about him i don't know if any of it's true not obviously a lot of it is true but historically this guy saint nick was just a really good guy Mm. gave a lot of um time and and energy he was actually a saint was a bishop of mira and he's the inspiration of santa and i'll have him be the focus of another story in the Mm. future because Right now, we were just kind of getting into the history and where it began. Because I didn't know that St. Nick was, like, a real guy. Yeah, well, so that's the thing. There you go. I I didn't fully know the history, and I still don't. But from the little bit that I do know, you know, he was an actual person in the year 400. I I really want to... We're a little... We're actually... So the reason I didn't fully go into everything is we're a little crunched for time. We have... You know, plans later tonight mm-hmm. as well. We have just been working a lot and busy bees going through personal stuff. If we can get some production support behind the scenes, that would really help out a lot. But until that day, we are, you know, doing things as best as we can. So shout out to us for <laughs> for doing our best um, here at the Half History Podcast. Appreciate um, you. But there, yeah, there was actually one more thing I wanted to touch on in terms of Christmas. Okay. It actually seems a little bit superfluous now. Just kind of totally not relevant. But I will just touch on it a little bit. But okay. As well as being a time of celebration, family, um, eating, you know, mm-hmm. there is a history of celebrating um, and giving joy for children mm-hmm. uh, around this day. In there was a around in in Rome, the celebration of Saturnalia. There was a a part of that celebration called Juvenalia, mm-hmm. and it was a celebration of the the kids of the the time. Aww, yeah, and Santa was kind of created to be this mythical figure for kids mm-hmm. um saint nick gave to you know the orphans and traditionally it's always really been a time that is really kind of depressing for everyone and it can be hard on kids i imagine too there's not a lot of time to go out and play mm-hmm. you can have a lot of fun in the snow but it's cold and the days are short the nights are long i definitely feel like it's something that the kids look forward to can be like you can miss school Christmas. you can miss school it's also the time of school yeah it depends on where it snows if it snows in your area right um and just having christmas to look forward to like it's getting cold it's getting closer to that time in that month where you get to get presents you know exactly it's a time where you you don't have school. You know, you have mm-hmm. a break for two to three weeks. You're able to see your 
you know, siblings that come home from mm-hmm. oh, that was college the best part. and stuff. And yeah, you, just, you have a whole time to just enjoy. And it trades off too with like shorter days. Kind of has more to do. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get petty. I want petty. You can take her. You know what sucks though about this time of year? Mm. Um, oh, I think Peppa might want to go. No, I want petty. Oh. And this is my petty. <laughs> this is my dog. And this is Pepper. Mm. We're almost done recording. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I was just going to say, though, how I hate when I work. I work 12-hour days some days, which sucks. I work 5 to 5, and some days I don't get to see the sunlight. Barely barely setting in the sky. Mm. Barely, and then, and then it's dark again. But that really sucks. So... The sunlight's important. This Absolutely. time of year is dark, and it's always been a historically a time of celebration because of the fact that it's dark. It's also kind of nice, though, that you get to have the rest of the week off. <laughs> it's nice, for sure. You get to see <laughs> yeah. everything. It, uh, it definitely sucks to, to work, like, long hours on mm-hmm. my work weeks, though. <laughs> but it is, it's, a, it's all right. It's a good trade-off. I have no weekends, though. Never get to have a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Friday night. <laughs> but it's okay. Don't you have Christmas off? Yeah. I Me have too. Christmas off. So. Me too. That's exciting. I, I really hope anyone, if you're, if you're still with us, if you're, you know, watching us and, you know, if you're not, we really encourage everyone to be having the best holiday and love from half history. Make this the, the best time of the year and the best season and absolutely really hope you have something to look forward to because times can be tough mm-hmm. so it's pretty it's pretty rough um with money in the economy right now as well it's thank you. um yeah, it's, yeah. thank you well you could also put her on the ground i was just like she seemed like she was ready to jump over <laughs> she's done with me no look at her but yeah it's it can be tough, so we really, we really. We're happy to be a part of your, of your day. For sure, man. We're out. We're here for you, and mm-hmm. we 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 are happy, very happy to be part of your day, mm-hmm. and we love that we can, we can do this for us. We can do this for you, whoever is joining us, and yeah, hope you're with us next week. Uh, I hope we're here next week. It's the holidays, so we might have to skip a week, but. Even if we can get you a short episode, mm-hmm. look out for us, and we'll be with you every Friday. Friday. Woohoo! Check us out, and um, yeah, much love. The much love, you guys. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye.